Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas, and I'm the founder of Ergogenic Health. Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting-edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boost Your Biology podcast. Today's special guest is a renowned fitness expert and former U.S. Marine from Ohio, USA. He's well-known for his work as a professional fitness model, published fitness writer, and ISSA master personal trainer. Clark Bartram, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me, Lucas. I'm excited to be here, brother. We're going to jump deep into this, man, and help some people, right? That's it, man. That's it. So maybe, Clark, do you want to let my listeners know a little bit about um, your journey and how you, you know, sort of became so fascinated into uh, men's health and, and fitness? Yeah, you know, I think anyone who ends up in their calling and their purpose is kind of just put in there on this path. The path starts wide. But it's always related to what you're doing. So I was a physical athletic kid growing up playing sports. So it started there, you know, outside next to the house, mom calling me in the dark and screaming, get in the house, just like every other active kid. Then from there, I realized I wanted to serve my country. And I thought, okay, what's the the toughest challenge I could get? So I decided to join the Marine Corps. And in the Marine Corps, I started to play rugby. And then from there, I got out and I got in the gym business. And then from the gym business, I got into bodybuilding, bodybuilding. I got into modeling. Then I got into the movies. And this whole time, I'm getting older and older. And then I find myself over 50 and looked at the landscape and realized there really wasn't a representative or a specific person speaking to that demographic, that demographic about how to 
holistically take care of yourself, not just aesthetically, but the whole person, mind, body, spirit, relationships, financially, and all of those different sorts of things. And that's where I ended up working for another company. And when I was working for this company, I was kind of looking around going, man, if I, if I were able to do this on my own, I would do it a whole lot different. I have a voice, I have a certain style, and they were holding me back. So I finally made a bet on myself and dove deep into this coaching men over 50. And it is, it's ripe, right? Because there are so many men that one, don't understand, and two, think it's too late. And then they see me and go, okay, hey, this might be the guy that can help me. So that's really kind of the divergence to where I'm at today. And I'm just getting started, in all honesty. I'm just now getting this thing started. So I'm excited to see what the future holds with this business and this opportunity to help men. Yeah, it's incredible stuff, Clark. I mean, we both share a similar interest there in empowering men to become better versions of themselves. I'd love to sort of ask you around um, some of the major struggles you see men facing today over the age of 50. What do you think are like the core struggles that they face? Not prioritizing themselves is the main thing. That's how they end up in the body they end up in. I'll give you the most real world, most recent example. There's this place down the street from my house. I go there and there's a Cobb salad they have. I love it. I go there probably three days a week for lunch and I sit there by myself. I'll do a live on my Facebook or just enjoy me time. So I walk in, I put this salad down and the guy next to me says, hey, if I eat that salad, will I look like you? And I turn around, I go, not right away, but eventually you could look like the best version of yourself was my answer to him. So that struck up a conversation. He ended up sitting at my table with me and we started talking about the fact that he's dating. He's got all these women and that he's talking to. But every time he says something, he goes, but if I looked better, but if I could only lose this weight. And I'm thinking to myself, you have no idea who you're talking to right now. You see that I'm fit, but you don't know what I do because I haven't really spoken much at this point. So then he proceeds to show me a photo of him when he was 25 years old, extremely handsome guy, had all of his hair, but he was 50 pounds overweight, which is not uncommon here in the United States. I don't know from where you are, but here in the United States, most every man is 50 pounds overweight when they're over 50. So I tell him, I'm like, look, you need to join my program because I can get you back there. I can absolutely get you back to where you want to go. You just need to trust me and trust the process. So I sent him a link to my program. Hopefully he'll fill out the form, follow the Yellow Brick Road and get started. But they don't prioritize themselves. He has a business. He's a landscaper, has 23 accounts that he handles all by himself. He gets home late at night. And he has his routine, right? And my job and your job is to help people break out of those routines and prove to them that it's not as hard as they have made it out to be in their mind. They think they need to be in the gym for two hours. That's not the case. We both know this. Yeah, this is, um, this is critical information, Clark. I mean, as far as like, obviously you're saying not prior, like men just don't prioritize their health or they, they don't put themselves first. What about like the stigma around like men putting their hand up saying they're struggling, you know, cause we've got people like David Goggins out there preaching, stay hard. Like, how does that fit into this? Yeah. You know, I'm going to say this and I'm probably the only person on the world that to say this. I'm not a big Goggins fan, to be honest with you, because of that very reason, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably a nice guy and this is an image and a character he's created online. And this is all we see. So I don't want to judge this guy, but I don't follow him. 
for that reason, because I don't want to wake up and grind. I don't want to wake up and be a badass, and I don't want to run 3,000 miles. It's not. It's just not me. So that message is not for me. And this idea, the stigma of raising your hand saying, I need help, is something that men need to understand is okay. And I think that's really what I do a great job at, is being vulnerable, being honest, being open about my struggles. The fact that I don't want to get up every day and go to the gym and do these things, and that I struggle in my relationship, and that I struggle sometimes financially, that I haven't been the greatest parent in the world. My kids have told me these things. So I like to give men permission to be honest. And that's really what happens, Lucas, in my group is the fact that these men are now opening up their hearts to where they've closed it off before. At the age of 50 something, our dads a, a generation ago taught us be tough, be strong, kids don't cry, men don't cry, all of this sort of stuff. Mental health is probably the biggest thing. That's the reason people drink. You know, men come home, they drink because they don't want to feel the pain that every single man on planet Earth goes through, even David Goggins, you know, as tough as he is, I'm sure that he wakes up some nights with fear, with anxiety, with depression, with bitterness or whatever it is that we hold on to. It's impossible not to. This is um, I'm really glad you're speaking about this, Clark, because there's going to be a number of men that are listening to this episode and being well, first of all, they're going to be able to relate to you so much here. Um, and so the message that you're preaching here is absolutely, um, it's a top priority, I think, in particularly for men of all ages, but in particular, yeah, like you said, men over the age of 50. So when it comes to, I guess, like behavioral change, Clark, obviously by that stage, you know, they've ingrained certain habits. How do you go about actually like breaking certain habits and facilitating um, different um, protocols? Well, the number one thing I do with guys is tell them that a lot of these things that we were taught are complete lies. Like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You absolutely can. Mm. It's like people saying you can't outwork a bad diet. Yeah, you can. But who wants to work that hard? I don't want to work that hard in my life. So that's why I have a good diet. So I don't have to work as hard as someone who has a bad diet. So I, I, I teach them things by telling them the best thing that you can do when you come into my program is not try and learn more but unlearn some of the things that you've been taught over the years by osmosis, by default, by coaches and parents and teachers that are only regurgitating things that don't give us permission to say, hey, I want to try this. I want to do this. So being over the age of 50 is not a death sentence. You can change after 50, 55, 60, 65, 70. It doesn't matter. It's just the willingness to and the understanding that sometimes we need a coach. We need someone to grab us by the hand or around the shoulder or by the freaking throat, depending on how hard that person is kicking and screaming. But every man that I've encountered wants to change. It's just how willing are they to step in to the unknown and trust someone with that process. And again, the more I do this, the better I get at creating that relationship with men and allowing them the space to step to the next level. Like Oprah Winfrey says, what's your next best step? I try and show them what their next best step is by example. I always, I always say I lead from my feet, not from the seat. You know, I don't sit here and say, I, back in the day and when I did this and you should do this and I did that, I'm like, no, this is what I'm currently doing. Last mm -hmm. night I had nightmares. What did I do? I sat there and I, I tried to listen and learn. I got up this morning, I meditated. Whatever my process is, I share it with them and, and they, they seem to connect to it.
Yeah, good stuff. In terms of um, things that you find men need to start or like they need to unlearn, what are some of, some of those common things? Would it be around like nutrition, training, things like that? Well, testosterone is a big one. You know, we, we see all these guys regurgitating this information online that may or may not be good science. Every man, this is what every, these guys are all quoting the same research study. Every man after the age of 30 will have a 1% decline every single year after the age of 30. They didn't study me. <laughs> I was, I don't remember being involved in that study. So I'm not lumping myself in with the average. So when guys come to me, typically they want to boost their testosterone because my message is you can boost it naturally. Absolute facts beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'll argue with anyone on planet Earth. I don't care what their level of education is. And mine is none but personal experience and, and looking online and trying things biohacking on myself. So at the age of I'm 59 now, my testosterone is 874. My free testosterone is 21. I'm 100% natural, no TRT, and it's, it's due to the fact we can get into the weeds with this genetics, epigenetics, and all that sort of stuff. But what I tell them is, look, don't believe that. Just don't believe that stuff. Who do you want? You can believe one or the other. You can go believe them and get on exogenous testosterone before you need to, or you could believe me and try lifestyle modification first, and then we'll go that direction when it's time. But nine guys out of 10 have not yet tried lifestyle modification. <laughs> they, they just haven't. I can ask them two questions and no, but you're not ready. You're not ready. But they could go to a clinic on a corner somewhere, some jerk off at the gym and get something because that person doesn't care enough about them to ask them the hard questions and, and de demand an honest answer. Do you, mm. do you have a good mindfulness program? Nope. Okay. Well, check. Do you? Exercise, no. Do you have a nutritional program? No, okay, there's three things we can change. What kind of community do you hang around? So I have five principles that I teach my guys. Mindset, meals, movement, community, and integrity. And those are the categories in which I ask them questions. And then when they report to me, like say you came in and you were one of my guys, every day I would get a text from you in one of those five principles on a scale of one to 10. How you doing, Lucas, on a scale of one to 10? If you're at a seven or above, we're good. If you're below seven, we talk. This is um, this is great stuff, Clark. In regards to obviously, um, both you and I know the implications for you know um, how a person, how a man would feel with low levels of testosterone. Um, seeking out effort is very difficult. Whereas someone of your age, you're 59, your, your uh, testosterone is probably the highest that I've ever seen for a 59 year old. So that's incredible. Um, Verified by two doctors. From Merrick Health, they they wanted the they wanted to bust me. I got it on video, <laughs> and they said, "Hey, this guy it, he practices what he preaches." But I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, they probably would have also checked out all the other the markers as well, like the hemoglobin, hematocrit, and you probably came back as normal. So, like, this guy's not on TRT, right? Yeah, those are the tells, right? They know what to look for in the pathway and and the yeah. feedback loops, so they know what to look for. Yeah, but as far as like, I mean, like I was saying, like we both know that like guys like, I mean, I'm similar to you, obviously high natural testosterone, 989, but it should be higher listening to how high yours is. Um, like you, we both know that test, one of testosterone's major actions in the brain is to um, promote effort, 
And um, Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about making effort feel good. So when it comes to like guys that are like struggling with low testosterone, I fully agree with you. They need to really dial in the fundamentals, as you mentioned. Um, so let's get into that. Like, what would you do from like a nutritional perspective to really optimize their, their hormones? So we, first of all, look at what they're eating, right? And we have to have an honest look at what they're currently eating. And then I just make subtle changes. I don't flip them to some bodybuilder diet or some fad type of thing. We will make subtle modifications so it's sustainable because I think anyone can do anything for 30, 60, 90 days. And if it's not a sustainable program after that, then we've just completed, you know, we've wasted a bunch of time. So the number one thing that I try to attack is that body fat, because we both know that body fat is probably the number one reason men's T levels are driven down, not age. It's, it's my belief that it's body fat. So if a guy is fat, we work on getting that down. And it's not necessarily giving him food that will boost testosterone, like uh, bison, grass-fed beef, things like that, that there is some science behind that, that boost testosterone. My goal is to get body fat off of him to increase the energy, to increase the output, to increase the attitude, right? Because if a guy's not confident in how he looks, he's just going to be down. I could give him all the testosterone boosting foods in the world, but my number one goal is to get that body fat off of him as soon as possible. So once I assess what he's eating, we give him a, a program based upon his lifestyle, whether he travels a lot, like a lot of the guys I coach are C-level executive guys, high earners, high demand on their life. So I try and create programs that fit their lifestyle, not make their lifestyle fit the program. That's mm -hmm. really important. The program has to fit that man's lifestyle. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's not sustainable. Well, uh, yeah, I really appreciate the fact that you're emphasizing the, the sustainability of a, of a, I guess, like a, a diet in a sense. I mean, it needs to be something they can commit to for life um, to really elicit long-term changes. So in that, in that caliber of individuals, the high performers, the CEOs, the executives, corporate workers, like what are their biggest challenges you've seen so far? Time. Clark, yeah. I'm busy. And they don't even want to know what we know. They just want to be told what to do. And as far as check-ins, like I have Zoom check-ins with my guys. They don't even have time to check in with me. So they just want me to keep them in check, right? So I reach out to them. I don't wait for them to reach out to me. I have one guy, he's, he's a super high net worth guy, super high net worth. And he's constantly traveling private jets to Dubai and different places like that. So I just send him voice notes. Hey, bud, how you doing? Just want to check in on you today on a scale of one to 10. How are you doing overall? And if you have time, hit me back with the five principles. If you need anything, please reach out to me 24-7, 365. Just knowing they have somebody on the other end of that bat phone, if you will, makes them stay accountable because the, these guys are self-motivated. Otherwise, they wouldn't be worth hundreds of millions and billions of dollars in some cases. So they don't need someone babysitting them. They just need to know they are accountable to somebody. I had one guy recently, he's the one I'm referring to really, and he, he's lost 30 pounds. He found out here in a workout that he, he had AFib, 
And we got that taken care of on an Apple Watch. He found it on his app. It, it popped up. So there's a lot of things that these men are not looking at that I'm just trying to make them aware of. And I'm asking them questions that most people would never ask them. Mm. So, you know, that's the key. They, gi they give you freedom to speak into their life because they paid you a lot of money to do that. And that's what I do. I I'm not afraid. First thing I ask a guy is, how do you like to be coached? And, and they all say, every single one of them has said this verbatim. Call me on my bullshit, Clark. Call me on my bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. They want, they want someone that's going to be, yeah, keeping it, keeping a lookout for them. They're, they're like obviously optimizing every element of their, of their lifestyle in terms of like your definition of a successful man. I mean, people would look up to, I mean, I even look up to you as like a highly successful individual. So what, how would you describe what is a, a successful man in, in your eyes? Yeah, it's not money. It's truly, my program is called Maximized Man. And what I look at is the integrity of that man. What, what is this guy saying? Like when he's on the road, is he a guy that's being faithful to his wife or unfaithful? to his wife he could have a billion dollars and if i hear out of his mouth yeah we were at the strip club or whatever i'm like man he just went down a notch for me so what i look at is a man who's a good father a good husband a fair business owner someone that takes care of his people and respects his people and he's just happy in life right he's he's happy with what he has and he's not trying to get more and he's respectful He's respectful to everyone. I've seen a lot of high net worth people act as if they can't talk to a lower class person. I've sat at dinners and meetings and I'm like, you just disgust me. So it's really truly how they interact. Do you love, let me distill it down to one thing. Do you love other people? And if you love other people, honestly, all of those things take care of itself that I just mentioned above that. Yeah, that's really, really powerful powerful message in regards to curious to know a little bit more about um legacy for you clark what what does what does that look like in your eyes i did a reels video the other day and i was sitting right here in my office and i said you know when i die i would love to be able to walk up to my tomb tombstone and it just says he loved people that's that's the legacy for me and that goes back to my statement earlier about what a successful man is I do love people as much as people piss me off from time to time. I love people. I love engaging with people. That conversation that I had with this guy, when he turned around, first he was in one seat with his back to me. Then he moved to another seat so he could face me. And I was turning around like this. Then he came over and sat in my booth with me. I'm like, this is what I love. I'll, hopefully I'll see the guy again because, you know, the idea is for him to join my program. But there are people that I have those exchanges and encounters with that I know I'll never see again. Mm. And I'm just so grateful that I had the opportunity. Another example is there's a girl at this little gas station right outside of the gym that I train at. I went in there the other day and she had this outside representation of a girl who's had a tough life. She had these like gang tattoos and the way she was made up just led me to believe that she was a girl from the streets. And I decided to engage in conversation with her. And we had the most beautiful exchange, two minutes. 
two minutes of a conversation. I got chills. She got chills. I said, I love you. When I left, she said, I love you too. And I talked about her on my Instagram. And then I went back in there two days later. I said, you know, I talked about you on my Instagram today. She's like, really? That's so cool. Thank you so much. You know, do it anytime you want. So I'm going to go back and put her on my Instagram next time I go to the gym. That's to me what I want people to remember about me is like, yeah, this, this was a cool dude who actually loved people enough to try and help them with whatever wisdom or information he had. Mm. Yeah. That's a incredible level of um, impact there, Clark. I mean, that's extremely inspiring. And I mean, I, I also hope to do the same with a lot of my content is like, you know, impact people and, and just leave a positive mark. And for me, it's all about respect. I mean, I'm just so hyper fixated on, I want a high level of respect, whatever I do create. I just want to be, I want people to be talking about me behind my back being like, yeah, have you heard of that Lucas guy? He's a, he's a cool guy sort of thing. Well, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to um, another element of like men's health is like confidence. Um, ultimately, you know, having a, you mentioned before, having a better body, having better energy, all can help to fuel more confidence. What, what, what else would you, would you say like really contributes to, you know, a man having a high level of confidence within himself? Yeah. Once the physical stuff is being taken care of, not even necessarily achieved yet, it's all in how we talk to ourselves. So before this, what I tell my men, I sit right here every Monday night and I do a Zoom call with my guys or a Facebook Live. And I always talk about how do you show up? How do you show up in every door, every door that you're about to open up and walk into that room? How do you show up? But more importantly, how do you prepare to show up? So before this podcast, I'll tell everyone what I did. I walk around in this room. I'm Clark Bartram. I'm smart. I'm funny. I'm witty. I'm confident. People love me. I'm sexy. I'm buff. I'm cool. I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm confident. There's only one me and there's going to be the best podcast ever. I walk around my, this room doing that. It's exactly what I do. And everywhere I go, I do that. I just did a YouTube channel and it was on mental health. This guy that was on a popular soap opera here. Two hour drive to LA. I'm listening to audio. I'm listening to the fifth agreement on the way up there. Then about 30 minutes out, I start that talking to myself. And my goal was to walk into that room and have them go, damn, legitimately. I walked into that room. I swear on my life, walked up to the guy. He's like, damn. And it wasn't my physical appearance. It was the energy that surrounded me. I know this for a fact because I excited every cell in my body. So there's all of this activity, that energy has to come out. So that's what we would refer to as an aura, right? We have an ugly one or a beautiful one. I want to manifest a beautiful one, which is confidence. It's power. It's not power in a negative sense. It's power in a, I want to be around that guy kind of sense. So that's what I teach my guys, man. And so many of them have come back to me and said, Clark, that actually works. I'm like, yeah, it, it does. And I didn't invent any of this stuff. I'm just sharing it the way I share it based upon what I've learned from people who've taught me or I've watched on YouTube or wherever. That's uh, it's great stuff. And also as part of that, Clark, would be the um, contagious element of, you know, having breeding that level of confidence and that level of power 
like other men want to then associate themselves and be near you so that they can sort of feed off that. So I guess like in that realm, you know, there's a quote, you are the product of the five people you hang around most. Um, you mentioned community before people that you're hanging around. Do you want to sort of elaborate on that? Yeah. So let's go to the testosterone conversation for a second. One way a man can boost his testosterone is get about a bunch of other men, right? So if one of the main things I think professional athletes miss the most is the locker room. And they miss the locker room because the locker room raises their testosterone level because you're around a bunch of other high level guys who are hyped up. All that cellular energy is inside being hyped, being prepared for a game, just having won a game, being vulnerable when you lost and crying. All of this raises your testosterone. You hang up around a bunch of women, you're going to be lower testosterone. That's facts. That's absolute facts. So having a community of like-minded people is only going to cause you to rise up or jump out of the boat. I've had guys jump out of the boat and not stick with the program because they couldn't handle the group. And they, well, I'm not a group guy. Well, that's the reason you're in the position you're in. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to be around this. That's why all of these big organizations, AA, NA, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, they're all community. The church, all of it is community small groups, get around other people, lock up arm in arm, head in the same direction with a bunch of like-minded people. You have power. There's power in numbers. Where there's unity, there's power. Where there's discord, there's a lack of power. Here's a quick little message to all men listening in to today's show. Do you want to double your energy levels, boost motivation, and increase your focus? If so, you may be interested in my epic men's energy program I've recently launched called Limitless. Now, Limitless is an exclusive 12-week program for men who want to go from feeling tired, unmotivated, or burnt out to highly energetic, driven, and focused. Within the program, I will analyze your own unique biology and lay out a fully personalized health protocol so that you can finally unlock peak physical and cognitive performance. Over the 12 weeks, you will have direct access to me to ensure your results, as well as the chance to join me live twice a week to ask me anything relating to health protocols and discover cutting-edge men's health info to keep you at the top of your game. Now, spots in this program are extremely limited. So if you're interested in finding out more, make sure you go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash limitless program to reserve the next available call to see if you're a good fit. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash limitless program. You'll also find this link in my bio on my Instagram profile and also my YouTube channel. That's, uh, that's I mean, that, that, that completely resonates with me. I mean, um, as part of that, Clark, I guess it's that competitive element as well, like men inherently, oh, and, and women, obviously, but, you know, we, we can be competitive. So do you want to sort of, that competitive nature, um, and we know that testosterone can also promote that competitiveness have you always been a a competitive individual like how have you been like throughout your entire life 
yes, competitive. I grew up playing sports and my dad was one who saw the potential in me and would make me race kids and have me playing every sport and want me to be the best hiring coaches for me to, to be the best at what I do. I'll give you an example of the, the competitive thing just in the gym on Friday. There are three buddies of mine in there and they were getting ready to bench press and I'm not, I don't lift heavy. They're like, yeah, we're going to go up to 315 today. I'm like, I'm out of here, you know? But they ended up pulling out this bar, one of those bamboo bars that shake a lot. You hang kettlebells off of them. So we ended up doing this challenge and we wanted to see who could do the longest rep, right? So I start talking trash right out of the gate. I'm like, Deion Sanders says, if you talk trash before the game, that's when you know you're a badass, not after you won. So I just start talking trash. So all of that starts talking happening right testosterone starts going up then we start doing the exercise and we're cheering each other on it's going up now it's infecting the whole gym people are stopping and watching the girl at the front desk is looking because our energy level we're not being obnoxious we're four guys having fun enjoying each other slapping high fives hugging pushing each other and they were still talking about it today they said clark we had so much fun on friday i want to do it again this friday so it looks like it's going to become a Friday thing for us where we do some sort of challenge with each other to just be guys. Like we got to be guys. And that's another thing. Men get old because they've given themselves permission to stop being young. I'm going to say it again. Men get old because they've given themselves permission to stop being young. Who said at the age of 59, I can't go off and play football in the rain with my shirt off and have fun. I do that all the time. I'm out there doing crazy football trick shots and all this sort of stuff. I've never seen another guy my age out there in the years that I've been doing it. Mm. Wow. Because men have given themselves permission to stop being young by giving themselves permission to be old. Well, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't do that after 50. Who said? Who said? You know? I don't, I don't want to buy into the society's norms. Like, I don't want to be the average 60-year-old guy. I don't. I refuse to. Yeah, that's... You fired up, bro. I'm, I'm ready to go do something crazy. Right I'm, I'm also ready to work out. It's 10.30 a.m. here, and I'm, I've been back-to-back podcasting. I'm just going... I'm ready to go do some sprinting on the beach after this. What about when it comes to Clark, when it comes to, like, I guess... Um, this to- toxic masculinity aspect, like what's, what's going on there? Weak, weak-minded people who, look, a toxic male doesn't love people and doesn't want to, you know, a toxic male loves people. He can be strong. He can be confident. He can be powerful, but he can also be loving. I don't see a whole lot of toxic masculinity. I see a lot of people being labeled as toxic masculinity because the person who labeled them didn't give them time of day, didn't walk up to them and say, hey, how you doing? What's going on today? Tell me a little bit about you. They saw someone in the gym like me walking around like, "Woo, let's go. Come on. Slapping high fives. Oh, look at that guy. He's he's full of himself. I bet he treats his wife like all of these assumptions. You know, one of the four agreements is don't make assumptions. We people make assumptions all the time. So if someone says, Hey, what about that Clark Bartram guy? Oh, yeah, I saw him in the gym. He's one of those toxic males because he's walking around like he's a big shot. No, 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 no. I'm walking around confident. I'm walking around fit. So if I was fat and out of shape and had my head slumped over, 
would you not label me as a toxic male? Probably, you know, if I wasn't being energetic and enthusiastic and proud of who I am as a man, I've been married to the same woman for 34 years, man. You know what I mean? It's, and, and I'm saying that to say people judge me a lot, right? When they see me on the internet. And, and oftentimes it's misjudging because they didn't take two freaking seconds to say, hey, tell me a little bit about you, like you have here. So I'm grateful for this platform. I'm grateful for your show. I'm grateful that you reached out because it gives people a chance to see. Maybe some of those people are watching this right now and saw me in a split second and made a judgment. And I get that. I understand that. But that's unfair to a lot of people. And I've done that. I'm not not guilty of that. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 even I'm very similar there, Clark. Like as in recently, I've, I've sort of realized like you just really don't know what people are going through. Like even on the, like on the surface, they may present in they might put on a facade you see it all the time but a lot of the time like some people you just have to have empathy for people um particularly for like i've noticed even in myself like if i've if i'm putting out a, a slightly negative energy it's because i've got my own stuff that i need to like work through and the only reason i'm getting like let's say a little bit short with like a family member or something or a little bit impatient with people is because i've got my own stuff that I need to work through. Um, so that's something I think is really critical for, for people to understand. There was um, a great video on Facebook a while ago. It showed like four different scenes. It was one man who experienced four different things and he was judging like a little kid went behind his car when he was backing up. So yeah, a little kid, whatever. And then a woman in the grocery store, just four scenes where the guy judged that person. Then suddenly he was given these glasses to see what was going on in their life. The little boy had just lost his dad, you know, and he was whatever. And, and the woman in the grocery store had a tragic story as well. When we're able to really understand, like you said, that everyone has a story and we're no better, they're no worse, I think we'll stop judging people and putting labels on them without, look, just take two minutes, man. If you see someone, let me give you one real quick example. The other day, my son, and I love this, that my son knows this about me. He left to go to work and I was sitting here with one of my clients and my wife. He sent me a text and I'm about to cry. He sent me a text message and he said, there's a man around the corner that looks like he needs help. And I said, okay. I didn't say anything to my wife or my client because we were done training. I just jumped in my client's car and I went around the corner and I saw this man on the side of the road, homeless guy. And I pulled into this driveway where he was sitting at and I said, hey, bud, do you need help? He said, yeah, I do. So the whole thing went on. I took him to this place called Interfaith and I listened to his story. It was a 15 minute ride and I heard this man's story and it broke my heart. And he was younger than me and he looked 10 times older than me. It's just a different life. But I'm happy that my son recognizes that in me and he knew that he could call me. And I was happy to share with him, hey, I took Mike, I took Mike to Interfaith. And that was an example to my son of how we should treat people. Mm. So, yeah. That's really inspiring. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have my own, I don't have kids yet, but uh, I would love to have my son do that to me one day like to have that level of awareness and recognition to be 
that type of guy, you know, it's really comes back to that. Uh, I guess the altruistic mindset, the philanthropy, philanthropy is the is basically what you're preaching, like the love for other humans and and wanting to help without the expectation to get anything back as well. That's the other thing is like doing things out of purely good heart and goodwill um, without the expectation that it will be reciprocated. Because that I feel like that energy that you put out, there's something unique, Clark, about what happens when you when you help people, sometimes it can feel even it's like when you give a gift, it's even more fulfilling than receiving a gift. It's just incredible. Yeah, that situation with Mike was more rewarding for me than it was the ride for him to this interfaith place. I, I, I felt so good. Not that I'm like, oh, I'm a great person or anything like that, but I am a great person. I'm a, I'm a really great person. But it wasn't that kind of boast type of energy. It was the energy like, thank you. Thank you for giving me the compassion. And it's not that I show it off to people. I don't blast it out on Facebook and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes I will to give people permission to do the same thing as well, because we pass by so many people so many times because we're worried, we're afraid, oh, they're crazy. What will they do? I don't suggest women go and do this necessarily, but you know, a strong man should be a strong man. That's not toxic. There's nothing toxic at all about that. You know, and I could be in the gym an hour later talking trash to my buddies, walking around my chest up, shoulders back. And then someone looks at me and goes, oh, look at that toxic guy. Not knowing that an hour earlier, I took a homeless man to a shelter. Mm, That's a really critical point. What about Clark? I guess in terms of um, maintaining high energy levels, I mean, what from what it sounds like, your routine is it sounds pretty full on, like you're doing many different projects, you're managing a family, maintaining a relationship, training yourself, probably always learning and and being inspired by other people as well. Um, Like, what do you think are like the core pillars to maintaining high levels of like day-to-day energy? Not taxing your adrenals and depending on outside specific outside things, coffee, energy drinks, all of that sort of stuff. Because eventually there's a point of diminishing returns with that. We live in a society where you wake up, you have a cup of coffee, one o'clock rolls around, you have a cup of coffee and all of that. I am detoxing from all of that because I'm not a person who's never done that. I've, I've done the coffee and the energy drinks and all that sort of thing. But I have given my adrenal glands a detox and a rest. And what I have found is that I've crossed over that threshold into I've got more energy naturally. Like your body has more energy naturally than all of the coffee in the history of mankind. It does. You were created with all of the energy possible. I once heard it said that you, if you harnessed all of the kinetic and physical and emotional and all the different types of energy that you have in your body, you could light up the continent of Australia with it. That, like that's some example I heard of what a human has. Yet we run around saying, well, I don't have any energy. I don't have any energy. We convince ourselves that we don't have any, but you're a surplus of that. But we got to get away from the artificial ways to boost that. So today, for example, I got up. Well, number one, I go to bed early. I go to bed at eight o'clock. I'm sleeping by 815. 
Wow. Slept through, like literally by 8.15, I'm sleeping. Sleep through the night. I wake up early, not because I'm a David Goggins guy. I wake up early because I just wake up. I wake what's up. up. What's early for you? 4.30, 5 o'clock. Oh but yeah. you figure 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. That's eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Solid. You got your REM cycle. You got your cycles. I'm, I'm in and out of those. And, and I'm, I woke up. So this morning, I pushed it to 6. I slept till 6 o'clock this morning because I had my two puppies with me. But anyway, I get up. I have a red light therapy right here. I did red light therapy for 20 minutes in a meditation audio. Then from there, I have a cold plunge in my backyard. I went out and cold plunged for five minutes. And I didn't get in hot. I usually do contrast therapy. I didn't get back in the hot. I stayed cold. I was cold for an hour and a half, shivering for an hour and a half after the cold plunge. Then I went to the gym. I did hour cardio on the Stairmaster. I did a shoulder workout. And I came home. Had you had any food or are you, you still fasting at this stage? No, I, I, I had food. So I woke up this morning after all of my stuff and I had a protein shake, creatine, glutamine, greens. What else did I have? In there? Yeah, that was it. And then I had that salad. So I've eaten twice today. That's it. And right now, before we jumped on here, I got a big old steak simmering and some sauce and stuff. I'll let that in there for a couple hours. I don't eat a ton of food. I don't count macros and none of that stuff. I, I don't track workouts. I'm very instinctive with my training. I, I don't want to be a slave to a notebook and a protocol for, for the gym. It, I know my body extremely well, and I can get the most out of it just being instinctive and following what I believe is kind of calling me in the gym. Hmm. How has, curious to know, Clark, like, um, how has your approach to nutrition changed over the last like decade or so has it been pretty much the same as what it's what it is now or has it evolved it's been the same the way it's evolved is i've lightened up a little bit i used to be the guy that had tupperware with me everywhere i went my food was in it i didn't deviate i didn't cheat i was very disciplined and strict with it now i've given myself some more freedom if i feel like eating something i'll eat it i won't overeat it and if I do overeat it, this is a point I want everyone to really hear. I don't beat myself up. Look, if you mess up on your program, if you miss a workout, don't beat yourself up. You're just a human. We all have these things. It, we ebb and flow. I'm not always motivated to go to the gym. I'm not always motivated to eat right. But it's, it's not motivation that we should be seeking. It's commitment. We need to commit to the process. We've got one body. We've got one life. Like this right here says one life. That's a poster I have in here that I have painted. So it reminds me every day that this is it. Like I am cherishing this moment with you right now because the reality is like Eckhart Tolle says, it's now like the power of now, this is it. This is all that exists in both of our lives, this moment. So why not mm. dive fully into this thing and not worry about, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. No, I'm here. <laughs> What about Cluck? I mean, this is something that I, I personally am currently going through is like feeling guilty for relaxing. I mean, I'm similar to you. I'm always on the go. Yeah, what's got, what's, what's with all that? Yeah, don't, don't feel guilty for relaxing because you know you're going to constantly be doing the thing that you need to do to move the needle in your life. And relaxing is a part of that. Smart people relax. 
and this is where social media gets us mixed up, messed up. Like I'm not picking on David Goggins, but watching David Goggins every single day will make you feel guilty for relaxing. That guy relaxes. Okay. We just don't see it. I want him to do a video where he's laying there saying, you know what? I ain't going to run today because I don't want to, because I know it's important to let my body recover. And, and that's the kind of influencer I want to be the one that is honest about where I'm at and what I go through to give people freedom because people look at us and go, okay, that's my model. That's my goal. That's what I want to be like. And if they don't measure up to that, then suddenly they feel bad. I don't want to influence people and make them feel bad about themselves. I want to influence people and tell them, look, man, it's your life. I don't know anything about it. You do what you need to do. If I can help give you some information that will guide you along the way, then let's go for it. But I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm no better. You're no worse. I'm no stronger. You're no weaker. We're all in this thing and we just have to figure it out. And there's levels, right? There's layers. There's things that we learn. I don't get in that cold plunge every day. Man, that's rough. Yeah. But you know what I'm doing today? I'm, I'm being 100% honest with you. I did it today because I knew I was going to be on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's what got me in there. Otherwise, yeah. I might not have gotten in there. But you're only committed to what you confess, right? I want to be a guy that comes on here. And if I say I get in that cold plunge, I got in it today. And that's all that matters. I got in it today. Yeah. That's the integrity, the integrity element, which is what you were saying before, was, uh, you know, your fifth. Um, element well yeah i mean the cold cold plunge deliberate deliberate cold exposure i mean like when did you i mean how long have you been doing that practice for has it been in the last year or so yes it's been in the last year and it, it's now seems to be a fad in the fitness industry but it's not it's been around forever the russians have been doing contrast therapy for decades and it was a russian guy that first exposed me to contrast therapy i met him on an airplane and he owned a gym in San Diego. And I went there. It was like a huge gym, 30,000 square feet. It was just me and him. Nobody else in there. He put me through the most terrifying Giravoy workout, kettlebells, long form. My hands were bleeding, no lie. Then at the end of this thing, we did contrast therapy, 190 degrees in the steam and then a freezing cold pool. You know, wow. and he's like, two more minutes, two more minutes. You can stay two more minutes. And I'm in that thing like my nose is burning my throat. I'm like, I can't do it. He's like, two more minutes, one more minute. You can do this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now, dive in pool, dive in pool. And I'm like, oh, you're crazy. Psh. He made me swim. I'm like, no. Ah. Oh, wow. He's standing there naked. It was the craziest thing ever. man. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? But I understood, like, the intensity of that sort of thing. And I'm going to tell you. The re so my testosterone went from 721 to 874 in a period of four months doing contrast therapy. It's the only thing I changed. I believe that is the reason that it went up. Because when I get in there, I lay there and I tell my body, testosterone, you're going up. I sit in front of this light therapy, testosterone, you're going up. It's like I saw a video of Robbie Robinson, the bodybuilder, the other day. He said, if you see my mouth moving when I'm lifting weights, I'm telling my muscles what to do. I'm like, I believe that dude. I know for a fact he's telling his muscles what to do because I get it. I'm at that place in my life where I do the same thing. And if we understood the power of that, every single person has the ability to do that. Here's the problem. They tell their bodies the wrong things. They're doing as much convincing as I am or Robbie is, but they're doing it on the other end of the spectrum. And that's by default. 
It's just because the news and, and these people and all of this stuff, they buy into these beliefs. But you know what? That can shift. And it's a slow process, but it can shift. That's why people need coaches and mentors and people to, to get on them and help them. And that's what mm. my guys do. They buy into it. They trust me. And they believe in it because they see it every single day. I mean, I'm always, always ready to go. Oh, my God. It's an absolute shredder. So I guess, um, Clark, I mean, 2023 for you, I mean, you've already made such a huge impact in the last, you know, 10 years or so in, in, this, in this health coaching space. What does 2023 look like for you? What do you want to create for this year? And um, do you have plans to actually travel and do like seminars and things like that? I was talking with my business partner about that today. So our goal is to work me out of the business, the day-to-day -day operation of the business, have him run it, take it over, manage it, which he really is doing, but even take me out of the coaching and have a team of coaches, which I've already built. I've got three coaches that are all graduates of my program, all believers in the system. They're, they're veterans. They're over 50. They, we're just, we're brothers. So the, is, the goal is to build that up and really scale this business up and just have me doing podcasts and speaking. Like that guy saw me at the restaurant. Another guy saw me the other night at a brewery, ended up signing up on my program. I'm walking through this brewery and I see this guy looking at me and I'm like, oh, he must recognize me from the internet or whatever. And that feels weird to say, but I get a message on Sunday. Hey, a new guy just signed up and I make every one of them do a video. This guy says, Clark walked past me in this brewery and I looked at him and I thought, damn, that guy looks good. He's impressive. So I joined his program. I just got to be out in front of people. I want to speak to businessmen anywhere. I want to go to trade shows where guys are tired and worn out and, and just eating like crap and walking around the trade shows, 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight, thinking, man, is this my life? I want to have a boo saying, no, this isn't your life. We can change it. It's just, it's a decision away. Mm. It's incredible stuff. I mean, Clark, if, if my audience, obviously, if they want to learn more about the program, your messages, your content, where can they um, connect with you? So I'm all over social media. My Instagram is Clark Bartram. I have a YouTube channel, Clark Bartram Systems. My program, if someone really wants to find out about my program, what I would love for them to do is to follow my Instagram and direct message me. I get back to every single message. It's me, it's not an assistant, it's no one else. It's me on a voice message. Hey, Lucas, thanks for reaching out, brother. Here's what's gonna happen next. I'm gonna send you a link to a form. I want you to fill that form out. You're gonna book a call with one of my strategy coaches. You're gonna vet me out, make sure I'm the real deal. We're gonna build a strategy to help you get on the path to feeling better, looking better, having more confidence and energy. And then we're gonna get you started. How's that sound? So here's the form, fill it out, boom. And then I get a thing, hey, Lucas just booked the call. Then I text message you, like I'm really hands-on. When I say I'm not in the business anymore, that means I'm not doing numbers and running things and setting agendas for people. I am being Clark Bartram, the coach. I am always there. Even if someone hires us for group coaching, I'm in the group coaching program, shooting videos, bringing content. It might not be one-on-one -on -one with that guy, because that's not scalable. But if someone, you know, comes to me and says, hey, I want to hire you, Clark, he pays the fee 
and, and he, he gets me 100%. My dad taught me, and I know we're going to close this here soon. He said, son, if someone pays you money for a service, you better outperform however much money they paid you. Thank you, everyone, for joining in to today's episode. For in-depth show notes and lessons learned, visit nofilter.media forward slash boost your biology. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want. One final question um, for you, Clark, and that is if there's like one final message that you want to leave to my audience um, to become a better human overall, what would that message look like? Love yourself first. Walk into the nearest mirror, look straight into that mirror and say, I love you. And if you don't believe it, say it until you start believing it. Because most people abuse themselves unknowingly, sabotage themselves unknowingly because they don't really love themselves. Maybe they did something, hurt someone, ashamed of something, acted out, and they, they just have this bitterness towards themselves. So the best place to start is by loving yourself. I always tell my guys, you need to walk around and say, I love me some me. Believe it. That's Terrell Owens, famous football player here. I love me some me. If you can't say that, you need to learn how to say that and believe it. Great stuff. Great stuff, Clark. Well, um, man, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, I can see ourselves doing a, a second episode probably in the future but um yeah absolutely smash that um thanks so much for being on the show thank you my brother i appreciate it planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.